This is Valerie Van Boopen with the Senior Care Industry Netcast, where leaders with three or more years of experience in the senior care market share their advice. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. Thank you, Valerie. I'm David Brown, and I'm a uh, owner for Central Coast Rx to Live, and we uh, help uh, seniors with uh, their health and wellness. Sure. And tell us, I've, I've been to your website. I've looked at around, I know you do a lot of things for doctor's offices. I know you do a lot of things for seniors. You have a whole suite of services. Um, tell us what um, is the best thing about serving aging adults. It looks like you've been doing this for a while now. <laughs> well, it is. Uh, the best thing is, is the ability to make an impact on someone's life and make it better, um, either for some comfort or even if it's uh, the help of a, a, a loved one, and um, it gives that peace of mind to uh, the adult children for a, caring for a senior uh, parent or a great aunt. It, it doesn't have to be uh, a direct uh, offspring, but it's a, a loved one that uh, they know that they're in uh, well cared for. They can monitor their own uh, health and um, share that information with, uh, with their support team. So, sure. so tell us a little bit about rx to live We're talking about re- remote patient monitoring, right? Or virtual, Correct. Care, right? Yes. Tell us a little bit about what you, what you guys do. Okay. Uh, rx to live is a, um, uh, if you will, a distributor of information and products for the health and wellness industry. We provide uh, for physicians, we provide for senior centers and uh, SNFs, if you will, uh, skilled nursing facilities. We also provide for corporations um, in a number of ways. And it's to make a, a touch, our goal is to touch over a million lives and improve them with health and, and wellness. And um, in the remote, patient monitoring space, we provide that through a wearable device. And that's uh, similar to an Apple Watch. You can even use your Apple Watch. It doesn't have to be our device. It just has to be uh, the monitoring. This particular device that we have monitors um, various components uh, of your health. And not all watches will do that, but any watch can have it. So True, true. So um, you wear the watch and it knows that you have a pulse. It knows that you it can uh, monitor your blood pressure if they put in their blood sugars. And the family can see all that on their corresponding app on their phones, right? Correct. Um, you can you can get it downloaded right onto your onto your phone. And um, it also allows your pr- provider or your uh, primary care physician or or any physician to monitor it as well. And they can set benchmarks for different alerts. So if your heart rate is exceeding a particular level or your temperature is higher than it's supposed to be or lower than it's supposed to be, the same is true with your blood pressure. If it's too high, too low, it can send an alert uh, to your phone, your family, your physician. Um, and everybody's up to speed as to what's going on in your present condition. 
That's awesome. Uh, you know, the more we can do, you know, I think the, the, the last two years have proven to us that there are very creative ways to help each other and to help our aging family members. And one of them is having wearable devices or remote monitoring, whether it's getting on the phone. I mean, if, even if you just, you know, think about it from the perspective of uh, FaceTiming with somebody or right. getting on an Amazon, you know, thing or whatever it is. I mean, there's, there's great ways. And when there are devices that are specific to health, that really helps your doctor understand more about what goes on with you on a day-to-day basis. And your family knows that you're safe and that you're right. okay. Or, or on the other hand, you're not safe. You're not okay. Something's wrong. Obviously they can see it on their phone. Why is your heart rate 200 right now? Something might right. be wrong. So it's time right. to make a phone call and check in. And um, so that's awesome. So I'm glad that you guys have that availability. We'll make sure that your website address and the link straight to that uh, remote patient monitoring is with your interview. Um, my other questions are uh, kind of around leadership and organizations. I would imagine in your career um, that you have had experience with or encountered organizations that you just think do an amazing job for people. Who is it that you would like to share with us or talk about that you think have made a good impact on you? Well, the, probably the most significant to me and the most uh, um, I have contact with is our local Meals on Wheels. Yeah. Um, it's not just about the meal. When these when these volunteers go out and deliver a, a meal, one, it has the nutrition and it, it, but the reason people have Meals on Wheels is, is they're also shut in. Um, and being shut in, you're also shut out, okay? So it's that um, contact and that security that somebody is coming by to check on me, deliver my meal and share a smile. Share, share some, some um, uh, commonality of what a beautiful day today is and um, a greeting and says, how's, how's your cat? How's, you know, your, your, your son or, or make a connection there with that individual and be, be part of their support team that, so they don't feel like there, there isn't anyone who cares. And so Meals on Wheels is, is just a huge um, and direct impact for so many and a, a support line, um, a resource. Um, you know, it could be, hey, I, I can't get on a ladder and I need a light bulb changed. Uh, have you got two extra minutes to do that for me? There's so many little things that, that uh, people need. And it's the little things that make a huge difference uh, for so many of us. And so if I were to make a shout out, it would be the Meals on Wheels. Well, I, I, I appreciate that um, because they are, you know, every, every little municipality in our world um, kind of has their own Meals on Wheels set up, you know, whether it's a big mm-hmm. county organization or small churches or whatever the case, everybody kind of does it a little different but it is still something that at least here in the U S we know is so important. Uh, and you're right. My, uh, and my 94 year old grandfather is very independent and he delivered meals on wheels up until a few months ago. He doesn't do it when the weather's bad, but, um, but he would be delivering meals on wheels to people who were 20 years younger than him. 
um, who were shut in and, and unfortunately didn't have good health. Um, but he was the light of their day. I mean, he, right. when he would visit them, he, as a senior would take the time to slow down and talk uh, and, and make a connection with them. And I know that lots of times people go into a home just to deliver a meal and they realize something's very wrong um, and, yeah. and they're able to say something and, right. and report that. Um, so it's just another set of eyes and another set of conversations uh, to help that person feel like, you know, people out there care about them. So you're right. That's right. a great, great thing to do. Great thing to volunteer for. Absolutely. It is a great, a great program. And uh, it can make a, you, your impact is beyond what you think it could be um, because you're, you're, you're an advocate for somebody, a senior that's out there that um, lacks, lacks a resource of, of one kind or another. And um, you can, you can make, make that really significant difference in someone's life. Sure. Absolutely. And um, so let, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about marketing. Um, the last two years have impacted all of us and no matter what you're marketing, things have changed a little bit, especially in uh, the in-person <laughs> face-to-face marketing right. has changed. Um, in some places, everything's wide open and in other places um, still shut down. I think we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but of course I've been saying that for at least a year. <laughs> so sure. um, what has changed for you with regard to marketing? What are you doing to make sure people know about whatever services you might be providing? Right. Well, I, I work, you know, a lot of my marketing is with influencers like yourself and audiences that um, I can't reach in the traditional methods. Um, so I've, I've looking at, um, how can I share this information with others? Because I look at marketing as a knowledge base, um, not as a product pushing type of, uh, opportunity, but as a, yeah, what knowledge do you need to come to a conclusion and, and what's out there? Um, we may not even know some of the things that occur, um, because, I, I think some of my own products are the world's best kept secrets. Um, <laughs> I, um, I feel like, you know, like we're part of the CIA or something and we, we can't tell anybody, you know, type of thing. Yeah. So um, in this world, um, it's networking, um, telling others um, through community groups like uh, Meals on Wheels or others that uh, have a need um, I do a lot through the uh, independent healthcare, whereby um, uh, you know the nurse nurse practitioners that uh, have you know uh, four or five dozen um, uh, clients that are homebound and need yeah. need um, remote patient monitoring because they can't afford full time assistance, yeah. but they need twenty four hour monitoring. Um, this satisfies a lot of that. So they might need help in bathing or, or meal preparation or uh, just, just getting dressed. Mm-hmm. Um, this augments that because it, it, you don't have to afford or be there 24-7 for somebody um, yeah. if they're wearing the monitor. You're um, right. it, yeah. it keeps them. It, it, so from a marketing perspective, I'm, I'm looking to those types of users who want to leverage their their opportunities uh, with seniors. And so that's one difference. And a lot of that is 
like I said, through communication, either their trades, trade associations or, or places like that. Yeah, education is the key for sure. Uh, remote patient monitoring isn't something that everyone's uh, used to yet, but certainly has found its place now, I think, and will continue to be a growing part of healthcare. Um, whether it's you know the big hospitals getting into it or small individual yeah. practices, we're going to see remote patient monitoring uh, and virtual caregiving yeah. is going to continue to uh, help. Valerie, it, it, it is covered by Medicare if your doctor makes the prescription. So, right. and it's real simple because they want it as well. Yeah. Um, it's 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 so the the user doesn't necessarily have to pay for it if they're part of Medicare. Um, it's really simple to go to your physician and say, hey, I'd like to have this. Uh, it'd be beneficial for myself. It'd be beneficial for you because you don't know what's going on when I'm not in your office um, as a provider or uh, my primary care provider. Um, how can we, you know, work together on this? And so and it does measure everything from glucose, oxygen uh, content. Um, so if you're COPD, it's it's useful if you're a cardiac patient it's very useful for blood pressure and things of that nature so there's not not a real limitation to it um if you're concerned or have those concerns and sometimes it's not the patient it's it's you know i I, we have what we call helicopter parents these days and now we have some helicopter kids or adult kids that want to make sure everything's good with mom and dad. And that's a good thing. They're just yeah. reciprocating um, in, a ge- in a generational divide there, if you will. Yeah. And, um, uh, and my, my own kids, they have their children. And I call them, you know, instead of helicopter parents, I call them drone parents. You know, they're right there. So <laughs> taking the photos and everything else. So yeah. it's uh, this allows you to do that in a, in a non-evasive way. And be in touch um, in, in, in a good way. It, it'll also tell you, you know, as, a, as talking to your, your father, uh, you know, 97-year-old father. Hey, Dad, I see you, 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 uh, you slowed down today. You only took uh, 1,000 steps instead of your normal 2,000. Um, are you feeling okay? Is everything, you know, you could actually monitor that and uh, be, a part, be a part of that um, continued health. Yeah, it, it definitely has its place and it's uh, taken off. And I think you, the part you mentioned about being able to afford care uh, is a huge issue. And so if someone could use somebody in the house every day, but really can't afford that, uh, having remote patient monitoring or, or virtual caregiving, having that watch, having that ability to monitor them when they can't have, you know, there's a caregiver maybe in there three days a week, but two days a week, you know, we're kind of just relying, or maybe at night there's a caregiver, but during the day we're kind of relying on, on making right. sure they're up and around. Um, those are the kinds of things that, that it's also helping with is the affordability of care um, right. when they do have to pay for some other things, private pay. So. Right. Well, it, 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 it shifts that, that cost onto, you know, the, programs you're already a part of, whether it be Medicare or, or otherwise, but, and it's relatively inexpensive, uh, for it. Um, they're actually, they'll give the device away. Um, so that there's no cost for the actual watch. Nice. It's a monthly subscription kind of a thing that you would, uh, um, 
adhere to. And it would be different different levels on how many people are access accessing that. Uh, yeah. And it's also it also provides for uh, GPS or, or geofencing. So uh, for dementia potential uh, patients, uh, it'll be easier to track. <laughs> yeah, if they wander, yeah, if they're a wanderer and they live in an area where they can walk around outside, uh, that would be good to know. <laughs> be good well, to know everybody's it has those features and it makes it, like I said, it's it's for feeling that, that peace of mind for your loved one that, uh, uh, that they're well and and it may even prevent you from calling them on a daily basis you can say they're doing all right you know and say i don't want to bother you again today or uh, be that uh you know big brother uh, yeah. type of uh, personality yeah. but um you know you reach out when you want to as as again a loved one and uh, someone who someone who cares about another absolutely well, and one of my last questions is about celebrations. Now, I ask everybody this. This is supposed to be my fun question. I'm sure you have a team. It may be a small team, a large team, a family, whatever it is. When you all have a, a, a big win or celebrate a birthday or celebrate a wedding, how do you like to celebrate? What is your best way of celebrating good things in life that happen? Well, every today earlier today every thursday i call it thank you thursdays nice. i send out thank you notes Aww. to people that have been have expected thank you note from me for today's conversation okay <laughs> i send out thank you notes because i want people to know that they are appreciated and i know and it's uh it's actually almost automated for me because i i have a system that helps me in that, but they're all handwritten. They're all hand stamped and hand addressed, Aww. but they're, um, I celebrate those, those achievements with a congratulations or a note, um, a personal note to individuals, uh, that have, that have impacted me or my life, or I know that they've done something else for somebody. I'll give you an example. Uh, this past weekend, I needed to borrow a pickup to drive from here to Sacramento, which was, uh, it's a six-hour drive one way. I don't own a pickup, but a friend of mine does, and he was happy to swap cars with me. And and not that I drive a Ferrari or anything, and it wasn't uh, <laughs> unique in any way. It's just a, a beater up uh, a Ford uh, Edge. And, um, but he, he, today I sent him a thank you note for, because uh, I appreciate him doing that. So I celebrate with thank you notes. I think that's great. Uh, there, There is an art to a handwritten thank you note. And there's a, a huge appreciation for all generations when they receive a little something that is an appreciation. I, I, I know that, you know, it's not, it's, it's less often in my, in our lives that we receive a handwritten thank you note. So that's a good well, thing. For sharing that to, to send an email is just too uh, too impersonal mm-hmm. um i don't know if they'll open it <laughs> you know? That's true. and i so i i celebrate with thank you notes and i'm i'm pretty religious about making sure they go out that's know? great because i i think that's a it's also a great way to network um if it's a you know professional to professional thank you 
that's a great way to network with people and uh, show your gratitude. So thank you for that piece of advice. That's a great way to celebrate. It, it works. And it's, uh, it, it, it's, it allows it to be personal because it is a personal note. So, well, I want to thank you for talk, sharing with, with us about remote patient monitoring, what you do. We'll make sure all of your contact information is with your video. And um, I want you to, you know, keep us in, keep us, uh, you know, up to date on what's going on and let's sure. hook up with us again. And let's do another interview in a few months and see what's happening. I'd, lo- I'd love to. Valerie, thank you so much. And uh, thank you for all you do and uh, in support of. Uh, this our seniors and uh, uh, keeping them uh, well and safe. And uh, I know I know it's appreciated by so many. Thank so. you.